I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. You've seen the headlines of hackers, ransom demands, and websites going down this morning. Think that only matters to big companies and government? Cybersecurity expert Dan Garfield helps us reconsider. So let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Well, we have seen uh, a lot going on as it relates to ransoms and demands and hackers and websites going down today. And we thought this would be a great chance for us uh, to check in with Dan Garfield. He's a cybersecurity expert. He's the uh, chief uh, chief open source officer. Had to get that one right for Code Fresh and co-founder of GitOps Working Group, Google developer expert, and uh, of course, uh, husband of Robin Garfield, uh, who we love here at KSL. Dan, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, great to be here. I'll, I'll save the Robin questions for you for another day. So I'll let you off the hook easy on that one today. As we look at all of these things that have been going on, from the the hacks and the ransom demands to what we saw the outage going out uh, today, what should we as individuals and families be thinking about as it relates to uh, cybersecurity? Sure. the The image that we have of hackers. You know, for movies and stuff, is these are people who are sitting and typing furiously, and they can break into any system, and they can do whatever they need to do. Um, the truth is that uh, software that's running and up to date is generally pretty secure. Um, the number one reason that people or businesses, especially, get hacked is because they're running out of date software. So, if you think about uh, you know, your phone or, or these things, if somebody discovers a vulnerability, there are a lot of incentives to get that vulnerability fixed because it's very expensive to get a hack. It's very expensive to lose your data. It's very expensive to have downtime. So uh, most hacks that you hear about are because people are running um, software that's out of date. And uh, especially businesses, they maybe don't have a strategy um, for how they stay up, stay keep their software up to date. So the number one thing is just applying security patches and installing updates as, as quickly as they can happen, um, and having a strategy for do that. So if you're going to do that, you need to have a really smart strategy for how you deal with software deployment and how you how you run updates and have a strategy for how you get that done quickly. Uh, and if you don't pay for it upfront with 
building that strategy, then you will often pay for it later with a <laughs> with a costly hack or something like that. Yeah, that there's always a a price to be paid, and and sadly for many of us, and for a lot of small businesses, I would say that uh, that they kind of go on this uh, hope idea. They hope that they're up to date. They hope that things are uh, are working through okay. They hope they got the right patches applied and so on. And while hope is very important, we often talk about hope on this show, very important, but hope is not a strategy. Uh, you actually have to have a strategy to have a strategy. And uh, we've we've noted just how interconnected we've become. Uh, I was talking with uh, Debbie Dejanovic earlier today about the fact that almost everything we have in our homes, our, our refrigerators are connected to the internet, the, the oven, our uh, vacuum cleaner, everything is connected that way. And it only takes something like uh, today where you saw suddenly uh, all kinds of outages going on. Uh, big sites from CNN and the New York Times to Amazon and uh, PayPal. Uh, it shows you just how interconnected all of this is. Uh, and so, again, coming back to what is that strategy? What should that strategy look like? Uh, well, so there are a couple of principles you want to follow. These are these when it comes to running services, it's a little bit different than how you protect yourself um, on a personal level, but the, the principles are somewhat the same. But uh, essentially, you want um, businesses should be thinking about everything in infrastructure as code. That is basically um, the, the concept that you can describe how your infrastructure runs. All of it is done as code rather than by manually making changes, manually making updates. When I first started in my career, I would spend a lot of time setting up a server. We don't do that anymore. We describe how the server should behave We're using code, and we simply apply that code. Mm-hmm. And what that means is that you can put it under version control so you can track changes to it. You can see who are who's making changes to it, and you can make reversions back to previous versions, which is especially important for downtime. Um, there's kind of a push and pull in software development where as you're making changes, you're trying to add new features, you're trying to make your software better, but every time you make a change, you also risk a regression. You risk breaking something that previously worked. And so that's the other side is is downtime. Um, Amazon had an outage famously, uh, it was about two years ago, where they were down for 13 minutes. And Amazon loses $200,000 for every minute of downtime that they had at the time. So they lost about $2.6 million. Wow. Um, Costco had an outage last Thanksgiving, and that cost them about $11 million. Um, Southwest had an outage, uh, I think it was four or five years ago, it cost them about $82 million. So doing something like infrastructure as code, making sure everything's under version control, um, are just some of, the, some of the basic principles that you want to follow. And what we saw recently uh, with this hack with um, the, the pipeline is that if that company, and I don't want to call them out in a negative way, and obviously they've already paid a heavy price for it, but if they had been following uh, the principles of GitOps, which is, which is uh, basically the, the principle that I've described, infrastructure as code, yeah. version control, these kinds of things, it's very unlikely that they would have been stuck in that situation because um, disaster recovery is a key part of that. And if, if you look at Google, they run uh, about four times a year. They do a disaster recovery scenario where they'll say, okay, what would happen if, you know, an asteroid took out the East Coast? What would happen if, you know, whatever? Yeah. And then they run through the scenario. How would we build everything back up? How do we make it happen? And any company should be doing that. You should be running through disaster recovery scenarios. 
let's pretend that you lost all your de- your your backups offsite. How would you deal with that? Let's right. pretend that all of your infrastructure was suddenly locked and encrypted, um, like in these these hacks that are happening today, these ransomware attacks. How would we react? And so, if you don't have a plan and strategy for how you're going to do that, then when it does happen, you're going to be <laughs> up the creek and, and wondering. Yeah. Uh, great insight, uh, as always. Dan Garfield uh, joining us today. Appreciate your perspective on that. And it's so vital uh, for us, again, not just as businesses, large businesses, small businesses, right down to our individual level. Uh, hope is important, but when you're dealing with the Internet, uh, hope is not a strategy. That's uh, absolutely vital for us today. Uh, and so as we think that through, again, it's easy to look at the big headlines in terms of big companies, big government hacks, down outages those kinds of things uh, but having a plan having a strategy is important for all of us at every level Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio Two years ago Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport There's desperation and anguish More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America but this story is still unfolding I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.